fucking what's a podcast? Who's a podcast? I'm a podcast. The whole dead sister's a podcast. JFK was a podcast the whole time. <laughs> Magic bullet. Magic Mutant curving bullet. JFK. <laughs> Hi, folks. Hi, folks. Welcome to Five by the Sword, where we have to talk about many things. Many, many things. JFK being a mutant, not one of those, but we might talk about it anyway. Yeah, we might talk about the, the Days of Future past the movie. Um, Christ, uh, hi everybody. Uh, this one is going to be uh, a bunch of disconnected stories that mm. kind of don't go anywhere, but they're fine. Um, mm. Welcome to the Cross Time Caper, where it is over, finally. It's gone. We promise it's, it's still, still over. over. <laughs> we promise. Yeah, when we last left off, the uh, the uh, Excaliburs, uh, the Excalibur heads, had finally returned to Earth, our regular Earth six one six. But oh no, Galactus was there waiting for them because uh, Phoenix is an existential threat to the universe, and I guess <laughs> um, old Melonhead doesn't want that to be a thing that's gonna happen. That's where he keeps his stuff, the universe. I, oh man, this cover is almost cool. It's like, it's got one glaring flaw that makes it, like, hard to look at. Like, you know, it's got big old Galactus, Phoenix is strapped up to an orb with uh, Kirby crackles. Yeah. Um, watch who the Watcher's there. Um, but there's just, there's something wrong with Galactus's mouth and nose. Yeah, the there's shot. a coloring error of some kind. Yeah, it looks like a fill error. But, like, hmm. they also... I don't know what the hell they were trying to do with the face. It just got fucked up. Um, You're gonna be saying that a lot over this, oh, uh, God. this issue. Yeah, unfortunately, this is... Alan Davis and Paul Neary have, de have departed for the project. So, while we still have Chris Claremont on writer, uh, this one is being done by uh, Chris Wozniak and Alan Milgram. Um, uh, they also have a different colorist, too. It's Patty instead of uh, Glynis. Um, still got uh, Tom DeFelco as editor-in-chief. Um, this is the one I... This is the artist I previously complained about where they just draw, draw teeth. So, mouths are just these solid white blocks that are yeah. horrifying to look at. Yeah, we, we have to specify what drawing teeth means in comics books, because it can mean way too many or none. Yes. <laughs> it's already a... It's, it's, it's always a, a terrifying proposition. I, I don't know. Like, I think Galactus looks cool in this issue. Like, I think I think Chris yeah. Chris Wozniak and, and, and can, can pencil a good Galactus. Mm. Um, it's just like... And there's some really nice paneling that's going on in some of this, too. Oh, yeah. Um, it, this has one of my favorite panels that I saw so far. But the actual physical way people look, like, Megan gets off real bad. Um, oh, God, yeah. Uh, they just don't know what to, how to draw her hair right. Uh, <laughs> it seems only Alan Davis has that power. <laughs> um, Imagine having to follow up Alan Davis' hair. Yeah, that's that's already like they, that's already an uphill battle. So I don't blame them for that. But it's just like it it's really noticeable. Um, but yeah, there's it, there's a very generic. Everyone is pointing at the big Galactus. I love 
how huge Galactus looks in this because yeah. he doesn't fit in the panel and he's at a weird Dutch angle too. It's great. Yeah, it's it, they drew him at a Dutch angle to make him fit in the panel, and he clearly does not still fit in the panel, and it's good. Oh, it, it's, it rules. Makes his size so big. It fucking rules. I love Galactus. Also, the lighthouse is his cock. Yes, <laughs> it's, no, it's not nearly as big as his cock. True. Um. <laughs> oh fuck. So uh, Nova shows up, who is a character I literally only know about. Because she appears extremely briefly in the uh, Silver Surfer cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> that puts you ahead of most people. Y- yeah, she's like, uh, um, like, so like Galactus needs heralds because he's so big that it takes him a long time to cross the universe. And he needs to fi- have heralds that'll find him uh, places to eat. And famously, uh, Silver Surfer was one of those and then he quit because he like... He got tricked into it in the first place and uh, uh, rebelled against him. And yeah, so he just flies around as the Silver Surfer. But he needed a new one, so he got one from Earth, I think? Uh, I believe so. And that's Nova, and she's like a fire lady and looks kind of cool. Got a weird head shape going on, but otherwise it's kind of neat. She's very sassy, which I think is fun. I mean, look, if you're going to be a herald, you have some kind of weird shape somewhere. It's true. But I, I don't know, there's, there is a fun, like, like Galactus is such a, like, you know, you can already imagine the kind of character a Galactus is. It's just this big, important eminence being, this, this like, beyond space and time. So having, like, a sassy sidekick is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and add- it's, it's, it's the two flavorful heralds, either sassy or sad. Yes. It's a real uh, Disney villain sidekick kind of character, um, mm-hmm. and that's great. Um, but Nova basically like is like, "Hi, uh, so uh, we're gonna arrest slash kill the Phoenix on crimes of being a nuisance to Galactus potentially yeah. in the future." And Phoenix gets to do her coolest thing she's done so far. Yeah, it's it's basically like, yeah, don't put up a fuss. And it's like, oh, you don't, you don't know Excalibur then. Um, <laughs> and then she just, like, explodes. And it's the size of the rest of the page is a gigantic boom sound effect that makes up the entire panel. Yeah, yeah the panel is the boom. It's fucking rad. It's so fucking cool. And it's enough to shoot Nova all the way into the moon. Yeah. Yeah, in 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 a, you know six seconds, which is uh, a high percentage of the speed of light. Yes, it's it's a good it's a good bit. She's she's like, man, I never thought anything could hit that hard. Uh, Uatu's I didn't, there. I didn't think I'd be alive after being hit that hard. Yeah, fucking Uatu's there, being completely fucking useless. Well, yeah, he's the watcher. Yeah. <laughs> he would never be useful. I don't know what the deal with Awatu is, as as far as, like, what's his point as a character to exist? Instead of just to remind you that there is a guy on the moon that's watching everything that humans do. He shows up when important things are going to happen, so he's like, oh, this, this story's going to be important. Ah, uh, yeah, I never really understood his narrative use, but that makes a lot more sense, that he's like he exists kind of as a, like... Okay, now things are really serious. Kind of uh, yeah. signpost. Um, but yeah, fucking. 
Galactus produces a greebled orb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not 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 really Kirby Tag, but I'll I'll allow it. It's I don't know. It's it's definitely like trying. It's just missing the circuitry, I think, for the most part. Yeah. It's gre- it's a it's it's a different flavor of tag. It okay, I'll give it to them. It's greebled as as opposed to just being an entirely like a spheroid like that like uh Oh yeah. That that, that other issue with Galactus in it. Um Yeah, it's not bad, it's just different. I enjoy Which is okay. I enjoy them arguing with Galactus at all. Like, it's just a yeah. funny concept. Like, imagine yelling at a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes it works. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what if you could yell at a tornado hard enough that it felt sad and left? Yeah, it's like, all right, sure, you make a good, you make a good point. <laughs> no, I won't. Look, you can't do my trailer park. I've got this nice trailer park over here that's abandoned. <laughs> But, they, but yeah, so, they do the stupid thing of trying to fight Galactus, which you can't, which just does never goes well. Yeah, Galactus just makes little dudes th- to fight him. Yes, I love the little dudes that sh- he makes to fight them. <laughs> this weird green goober, goober man that's just there to like <laughs> vex uh, Brian. This this polka dot blanket monster. <laughs> I love you, polka dot blanket monster. <laughs> it turns out you can't punch it hard enough. But yeah, it's it's great. Like I I don't know, I like the, I like the uh I'm always a sucker for the like uh well I don't I don't want the rest of you. I just want Phoenix. Well, she'll have to go through us first. Fucking They like like Phoenix and uh Alistair like bail briefly into yeah. another dimension by accident because yeah. that's still a thing that happens at the bottom yeah. of the uh the lighthouse yeah they, they went to go find a, a widget no not that one a different one <laughs> to use against galactus and oh no we're in the 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 furry disco rock band dimension uh, d- yeah, dimension <laughs> you know the dimension that exists yeah. oh that's one of those ones that like it's impossible not to think about, like, to extrapolate what the rest of that universe looks like. God, yeah. Oh, it must be so insane. This is this is such a funny animals like, uh, one two. Yeah, I I I think, yeah, like it's a very like, like like Kurt just looks like a like a Garfield. Yeah, he's got a Garfield face going on. Um. I, I wish we could see what Megan looks like because her little tiny version is so funny looking. Oh yeah, it's great. I love it. But yeah, they're they're in the dimension just for like a page, just to make it funny. Yeah, I'm just it's the thing I noticed the most, so yeah. I was like, haha, that looks funny. Yeah. And and then we then they f- just find the, the little doodad, Good. which is you know. When did they get this? Doesn't matter. Yeah, they got it somewhere on the cross time caper. Who cares? Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone's fighting more goobers. Yeah. The, the polka dot has turned into a wolverine. Oh, no. It's kind of like mojo shaped, too. Kind of, yeah. So it's it's the, the way people draw mojo chunky. 
What if Mojo had legs? Oh, terrifying. You know, <laughs> again. Yeah. Well, no, not Mojo 2, the sequel. I've, I've seen a Mojo with legs. Uh, <laughs> like in a suit. But yeah, Galactus is honestly just fucking with them, which I think yeah. is really funny. <laughs> yeah, every time they they keep beating his mod, he's like, yeah, dude, I made this out of nothing. You really think that counts? Yeah, I could just Here, have another one. Have another one that's an even stronger, <laughs> annoyinger one. And Galactus is drawn like he's kind of enjoying it, too. Yeah, he is just fucking around. <laughs> Which is really funny. But then Roma shows up. Oh, yeah, that's who this is. Yeah. She's the, the one Opaluna Saturnine works for. Is that how, that's their relationship? Okay. Yeah. Um, they look like a bedsheet ghost with a doll's head glued to it. Um. <laughs> and she looks so tiny next next to Uwatu. Yeah. And and to show that it's really something, Death shows up too. Yeah. This fucking. This is this was the. The one bit of the, the comic, both artistically and aesthetically, that I was like, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> when they when they, they bring death in. Because it, like, it, it like does the thing where it shows like death through like all these different like visual iterations. Um, you know, like a cloaked figure, a skull, uh, a uh, death of the endless uh, circa Neil Gaiman. Um, some kind of... Uh, Carpenter cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> like just some dude but i love it he like it, it's it's who is this i i always go where i'm needed for one for all and that that panel is so fucking like potent oh yeah a lot of the faces are very doofy looking in this in this comic but that one hits its mark so well the the lighting the coloring the the like the the whole work of it uh it's it's very potent it's a, it's a good introduction of death just showing up um, to fuck around, I guess. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy oh. Phoenix, like, <laughs> threatening death. Yeah. It's not the first time a mutant threatened uh, death. Nor will it be the last. No. And normally it's pretty fun. But yeah, everybody showed up to watch this. Yeah. To, to see what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's always important to remember that like the Phoenix is like a like a a cosmic fundamental force, right? Yeah. Like this is like Galactus fucking around with the Phoenix is kind of a big deal. Yeah, and and we're gonna find that out we'd after a, like a lot more pages we get a we had a great bit where like nova comes back with a vengeance and then phoenix just grabs her and does like the classic spin them around by their legs yeah and, and tosses her at the galactus and knocks him on his ass yeah a bit's great and then uh alistair produces a uh wire beam yeah, he uses his sonic screwdriver on Galactus. Yeah, I was trying not to say that, but it's like, <laughs> it's a sonic screwdriver. He works for who? It's true. 
But yeah, it trying to send him, to, you know, far, far away so we'll take forever to travel back. And oh no, Galactus is just like, yeah, no, fuck that. Yeah, he just and and then Megan decides to use all the power of Earth to fight Galactus, which is a crazy moment. That's a thing God, that yeah. Megan can do is insane. It. They they quickly warn her though that doing so would literally destroy the earth, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> Why is Megan so fucking strong? <laughs> Look, Megan is. We might forget it, but Megan is like right there with the Phoenix when she wants to be. Yeah, it's just crazy to think about that. Like, like, like. Like, when people talk about characters being like, oh, they're like a connected to the earth kind of character, you, like, you can get like a good sense of that. It's like, ah, oh, whatever. They're like a hippy-dippy druid type or whatever. But it's so literal with Megan that, mm-hmm. like, that she could literally draw on all of the power and might of the earth <laughs> and probably fight Galactus. Yeah. Is crazy. Like they yes. they literally only stop her because Rachel's like, okay, I need to like, we I need to give up because otherwise Megan's going to kill the whole yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. Rachel's like, look, I'm all for fighting, but not if I kill the entire world. It is kind of a nice moment. I'm not my mom. It is a, damn. <laughs> uh, it, it's a nice moment of like really like oh yeah they're like a family like kind of moments because it's yeah. like. Yeah, I like that. Like Megan, Megan, like Megan definitely comes across as scattered or brained enough to not think through the whole. I will just take all of the energy of the earth. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I do like her being headstrong enough and caring about Rachel is that she'd be willing to kill the whole planet just to fist fight Galactus. Yeah, it. it she, Megan's just fun. Megan's a great character, and it bugs it bugs me a lot. Um. But yeah, Rachel says, okay, fine. Strap me to the orb. Yeah, strap me to the killing orb. Um, She gives everyone these kind of like tearful uh, goodbye moments. Um, Kisses Alistair, which I don't like. Um... I, we also, like, glossed over, but there is a previous moment where, like, it answers a, a thing I was thinking about where it's like... Alistair's thinking in pure thoughts about uh, Rachel... And she's like, hey, don't think those kind of thoughts around a telepath. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, oh, (laughs) how long has she known? Um, I don't know. I don't, I guess I don't like it that much because, like, she puts up with it, like, with Alistair. But, like, she won't put it up with it with that that other guy that she, like, does all that shit to because he's a creep. And there's not that much difference between these two characters. I don't know. I just don't like the kind of, like, um, weird uh, difference in treatment. Like, at least, like, there at least should have been a, like, hey, like, I know what you're thinking. Can you just, like, stop? (laughs) Like. Yeah. Like, can you just, like, get that out of your head because it makes me uncomfortable? Like, I wish we had that kind of moment, but we don't because this is a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a very hetero comic written in in the era it was written in. Yeah. And, and they had only just started realizing you can decompress storytelling a little bit. Yeah, just like a little bit. <clears throat> um, 
but yeah, she decides to strap herself to the to the uh, to the the uh, torture machine that the kills the phoenix machine. Um, and it turns out, if you kill the phoenix, you kill everything. Yeah, this felt like kind of a weird ontological cop out moment that they just didn't have a good way of getting out of this circumstance without it being a thing that doesn't really make any sense. Um, but it's whatever. It's, well, yeah, as you as you know, the the light wouldn't even have reached them by then. So clearly, this is uh, inaccurate. I don't even mean like that. I just mean like, <laughs> I know, being a nerd. Like, like. It's not, because it's like, they're like separating the phoenix from Rachel, like against her own will. And like, that is, seems different to me than killing her, I guess, in a yeah. very literal sense for a like entity of life and resurrection or whatever. But like, it's, it just feels like a moment of like, we didn't really have a way out of this. And admittedly, you kind of don't like. It feels like the first draft was that he, he was going to destroy the Phoenix, and then that got changed in like the uh, scripting. Yeah, like I, I, I get that. It's it, this is always the thing I was like I complain about about superhero comics where they can't really go far enough in sometimes, like because this would have been a really like dramatic moment to send out Rachel, but that like probably doesn't time well with anything else that was currently happening in the comics. Yeah. So. They didn't want to kill her off in favor of, well, like, because, you know, like, this, I could have, like, if this was a a different story and they wanted to, like, get rid of Rachel so they could, like, have the Phoenix be somewhere else now, this easily would have killed her, I think. Because, like, that's, mm-hmm. that's how comic book decisions work, which kind of sucks. Like, they're very, they're very shackled by the, like, the demands of the overarching, uh, cl- like, collective narrative stuff. And it, more importantly, like, what the editors say. Um, and cause like, there's even a line in here that's really weird where it's like, you know, like death and Roma and Uatu are all like, do you really want to pull the plug on the whole universe Galactus? Like they're, they're giving him that ultimatum and he's like, no, I am, you know, I'm not bound by any, anything, not even the Reaper or our, our cosmic destiny. And it's like, that sounds like he's still pulling the plug. But mm-hmm. then, like, she just does it, and he's just like, I don't know, I guess I just changed my mind. And there just really doesn't feel like a good justification for that. Like, not with the just the, with the previously the line he just said. Yeah. Yeah, and if there's anybody who would say, uh, yeah, no, I've, uh, I fucked up. It's Galactus. Galactus. Galactus is a lot of things. But he is ultimately the kind of guy who would say, yeah, nah, I'll do something else. Yeah, I'll take the L on this one. Bye, everybody. See you next time. <laughs> that's how Galactus talks, right? Yeah, that's how he talks. And then he flies away. Yeah, I've seen the Silver Surfer cartoon too. That's how he talked in that. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's not a bad scene, but it's just it's one of those things where it just feels like this is like eh, this just feels like this is a hastily papered over conclusion to like where lines don't make sense for the things the characters are actually doing in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just get a kind of like half-hearted cop out of like, you have a phoenix destiny. Good luck on that one, and then everybody kind of just kind of like turns into vapor. Yeah, and then we have 
hey, what's going on with Kitty? Yeah, this part was much more interesting as a setup, yeah. like actually like, this weird setup scene thing, where like Kitty's being enrolled into, I don't remember how British schooling works. Um, she's been she's been in, she's been enrolled into a school because um, she has to because she can't just be smart enough to go into yeah. um, uh, Harvard or wherever she's trying to go. Um, yeah. I, I just said a name that doesn't make any sense. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, yeah, she's she's going to a, a, a boarding school because it's 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 Britain. Yeah. You uh, might call it a girl school's from heck. This is a reference to what we'll, it, the story is going to go to. Wild. Yippee. It's this is a weird uh shift. Like um it definitely feels like Courtney's like full on manipulating her without like openly manipulating her now at this mm. point. So at least she's like being villainous in a way that I yeah. can respect. Uh, unlike previous arc where it just felt creepy. Um, but yeah, this 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 felt like there was more, like, a thing was happening than the thing with Phoenix and Galactus and the <laughs> universe ending. Which is weird, but it is clearly building up to something more while the Galactus thing is just, okay, that's over. Yeah, we needed to tie up the caper somehow, and I guess this is why we're choosing to do it. But yeah, so she's going to St. Cyril's uh, school for wayward uh, protagonists. I don't know. Which I I do like this kind of like, um, you know, we we missed each other by this much kind of uh, kind of uh, moments where they're both like like uh, Kitty. Jesus Christ. I I, I think (laughs) I've been saying the wrong names again. Uh, Kitty and uh, like is they're both they're, they're like back in the same universe like back in the same uh, continuity but they don't know that each other like are back or alive yeah. um the news hasn't picked up that galactus is there yet yeah well it's, it was in britain nobody gives a shit <laughs> i feel like galact i feel like at some point you just get like tired of galactus showing up like it doesn't even really make the no- news anymore just- Galactus showed up. News at 11. (laughs) Traffic's going to be a bit thicker because Galactus stepped on a bridge or something. Yeah. Um, Anyways, moving on to the second of our three issues this week. Um, uh, Fucking... uh, How do we want to explain this one? Alright, so... In the day, there's a future, but it's past... Yes. But yeah, they, they start out with, uh, you know, uh, Rachel having a, a flashback slash dream to the Days of Future Past storyline. I, I, for some reason, I thought she was in a different timeline continuity than the Days of Future Past one. Nah, she's the Days of Future Past one, not the not the other one or the other one. Yeah. I, guess I might I, have mistold you. No, I mean, I, I think I just made a confusion with, like, is is bishop from a non days of future past timeline is he he's the he's age of apocalypse right yeah he's age of apocalypse yeah that's who i'm confusing with i think um this makes no sense for anyone that doesn't like converse with me on a regular basis (laughs) how i could possibly confuse bishop and rachel 
<laughs> well, they both come from the future. A dark future. But yes, should we explain what the Days of Future Past is? Uh, yeah, well, you're going to have to deal with it because I, okay. I, I know All right. nothing about it. In, in the distant future year of 2013, the Sentinels had taken over the U.S., Technology has regressed so far that horses now pull buses like it's my little pony. Amazing. Humans are split into those who are pure enough to breed, those who can't breed, and those to be killed, all marked with letters on their clothing. You might say it's come to some kind of reference. Some kind of reference. So yeah, the, the Sentinels have gone, you know, kill happy. They're killing superheroes, mutants... People who will eventually become mutants. Anybody who, like, says maybe don't kill them. Yeah, the Sentinels are the IDF. <laughs> <laughs> so, you got Kitty, who's called Kate. Which sucks. Kate Pride's Ra- a really bad-sounding name. Yeah. You got Rachel, Magneto, Storm, Franklin Richards... <laughs> Fucking Franklin Richards. And Colossus are all together to send uh, Kate's brain back in time to take over uh, Kitty's body to stop the assassination of Senator Kelly. Kelly was, like, doing the Mutant Registration Act, and they thought that uh, his death is what led to everybody, like, super hating mutants. Yeah. And so they did stop his assassination. You can guess what happened. Uh... Boy, oh boy, were they wrong that stopping uh, Senator Kelly would uh, stop the dark future timelines or mutants being hated and feared. Is there anything that stops that, or is it just they are they just doomed? Um, uh, there'll actually be an Exc- Excalibur story about that. Interesting. That's really that's exciting to hear. Actually, yeah. uh, that sounds really cool. Um. I don't know why I said it sounded made it sound like so flat. I just that that is interesting. I just I don't know. <laughs> I know very little about the Days of Future Past outside of like the things you've specifically told me. Yeah. And since everybody knows Magneto, Storm, and Colossus, I'll ex- who's who the hell is Franklin Richards? Franklin Richards is the son of uh, Reed and uh, Reed Richards and Susan Storm, who are. Uh, uh, Fantastic Four characters. If you don't know who those people are, it's because you don't read comics and just watch the movies and they haven't appeared in a Marvel thing yet, except for... uh, Was it uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness? Uh, Reed Richards briefly (laughs) appears, I think. Um, uh, Their son goes on to be, like, a, like, cosmically powerful mutant. Yeah. Who eventually becomes Galactus, and Galactus becomes his herald. Um, and insane, and it is it is one of the the theories is the reason that the the Marvel is stuck in stasis is specifically because that is what Franklin Franklin Richard likes. Yeah, for Frankie Boy's reality bending powers are hypothetically so powerful that that's the reason the status quo is maintained, which is an explanation that makes sense in the Marvel timeline, but infuriates me to no, no end. Because that's stupid, and I hate it. In, in general, his purpose is to be, oh no, my my child has powers that he can't control. Yeah. Oh no, my, my child has the magic uh, 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 space mutant AIDS metaphor. Yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, Reed Richards shot him with a depowering gun multiple times. <laughs> he shot his kids so many times. <laughs> Reed Richards, everybody. <laughs> he shot his kids multiple times. Um, but yeah, this starts with uh, Franklin Richards being evaporated by a sentinel. Yeah, getting fucking blasted into into a skeleton. Um, you might but, say about how we talked about all his power as well. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck any of that because it doesn't really matter for this bit. Um, but yeah, this is written by uh, uh, Michael Higgins, uh, penciler Ron Lim, uh, inker Joel Rubenstein. Um, we got Glennis Oliver back on coloring. Um, uh, and uh, Augustine, but it's like spelt weird, mass letter. I don't, I'm going to start trying to call these out more because like, I feel yeah. like they, they deserve like the respect of that. Uh, and we, of course we got Tom DeFalco who is uh, credited here as larger than life. Um, yeah. So this is like a, this is like the uh, Alan Davis hadn't, t- didn't touch this one and Claremont didn't touch this one. Nope. Um, which is weird because it's based on one of Claremont's stories. It's, it seems a very Claremont. deeply based. It feels a very Claremonty. It's 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 like a it's that thing where it's like an imitator like does a, a heck of a decent job of imitating the thing that they're trying to imitate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's cool. Uh, I do like getting more of Rachel's uh, uh, baggage uh, out in the open. Um, uh, heck. How does this one even start, really? Besides the the flashback, everyone's kind of having a moment. Uh, this yeah. is also like really at a time. Uh, I have no idea how this fits into the, like Excalibur uh, timeline wise. Because like it 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 you just it's got to be before the cross time caper, of course. But other but... than that, it's very confusing. Where this it's another from. one of those that yeah whatever yeah like the like the demon druid it just is sort of there um <laughs> see back to like several episodes ago when we talked about the demon yeah. druid who would turn to be a Cree I think uh, like yeah. a Cree immortal um but yeah which it's there everyone's uh it's mostly about like uh Megan and Brian's relationships fucking falling apart yeah and and. And Rachel, like, uh, for some reason, thinking that uh, Franklin Richards is alive and adult. Yes. And definitely, <laughs> and not a skeleton. <laughs> very, not a skeleton. Very, Which is another thing you can be in Marvel. Yeah, you can just be a skeleton. You can be a skeleton that's on fire that runs around on a motorcycle. Yeah. But yeah, Rachel and Megan are willing to go, go shopping. Rachel's strangely feeling super good after her her dream that changed her memories. Yeah, her traumatic dream. Uh, Brian is just being the fucking worst. Like, yeah, worse than he God. normally is. Um, like, he's, like, overtly being a piece of shit. Um, because uh, uh, Kurt is trying to be a good guy, trying to be a nice guy to Megan. Um, yeah, be like, no, he's he's a changed man. Also, you should get together with me. Yeah, you should definitely date me instead. Um, but also, you can tell this is a very bad uh, 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 Captain Britain because he makes the, the, the funny mascots afraid. Yes. And sad. Yeah, and says cheerio. 
<laughs> I, think, yeah, I think I don't think I think I think I think I don't think Brian has literally ever said even once. No. Yes. <laughs> I I gotta say I I'm actually pretty glad that for the most part Brian and Megan don't get a lot of like um what do you call it like like uh like uh, implied dialect kind of stuff going mm-hmm. on like there isn't a lot of attempts to try and give him like an accent, um, uh, which is merciful because boy howdy is that some of the worst fucking shit to have to read in a comic book is any time a character has to try and like say an accent um not only does it make like dialogue a lot less intelligible it just makes the characters just come across as like incredibly weird caricatures yeah let me tell you about chris claremont's entire creative output oh no Um, I do enjoy, um, Rachel and, 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 uh, Kitty just kind of, like, water walking away from the lighthouse. Yeah. Just going for a nice little stroll on the water. <laughs> Some rando see him and was like, oh my god, it's, it's a G-Sai. It's, it's two G-Sai. And the, the other guy is like, oh, it's the fifth time this week kind of moment. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you've never seen a pair of dames walking around on the water before. Uh, also, uh, I'm pretty sure Messiah Complex at this point was a crossover event. <laughs> oh, come on. It might not have been. That might have been further in the 90s. Anyways, meanwhile, when they're shopping, uh, Franklin Richards is alive. Um, and here in the, the current timeline. Looking like both a, things that shouldn't happen. Looking like a cop, like oh yeah, <laughs> like the fucking the white t-shirt, uh, uh, jeans combo really just makes it look like a fucking cop with yeah, a tucked in white t-shirt belt in his in his jeans. Yeah, he's, he's clearly just on the lookout for some shoplifters to be mean to. Yeah, hey kids, would you like to purchase some illegal drugs? Um, <laughs> But yeah, Rachel's like, oh my god, Franklin, you're alive and not a skeleton. <laughs> my two favorite things for you to be. Um, He, he like, feeds her, like, basically the plot of Terminator. Yeah. Like, they, they sent a Nimrod back into, into the past and they gotta, uh, I gotta stop it. I mean, they did send a Nimrod into the past. No, I believe you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like this. This story is also him just explaining the plot of Terminator. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying that the, the the plot of the Terminator is coming from inside the house. Yes, I understand. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was more doing a bit, uh, leading into a thing. But yes, okay. I'm aware that this is a thing that also literally happened. Um, for those that don't know, Nimrods are like hyper advanced versions of Sentinels in the future. The idea is that the technology of the Sentinels, which are these big robot dudes that they keep making, uh, advanced far enough that Nimrods are virtually immune to uh, all mutant powers or powers in general because they are like a like a super adapter. Like you hit them with fire, they become ice cold. You hit them with cold, they become super hot. That kind of stuff. Hmm. And you know, for some reason, they can also turn into he- people. That one's weird. I didn't know that one. Yeah. It's to blend in, so they can they can be a cop. Yeah, an even better cop. 
But yes, they are they are they are the Terminator Two, like literally Terminator Two. This is what's happening with the Nimrods. Um, God, we should do that for movie night. <laughs> You're gonna do Terminator Two for movie night. Oh shit! All right, I'll put it on the list. Um. Anyways, so there's a lot of like catching up with Franklin. Um, I do enjoy. Like, I wish I don't know. I wish it was a little bit more subtle about what's happening here. Um, mm. because I think that you could have articulated this all, like, cause like the, the dialogue does a pretty okay job of articulating what's happening that I don't think you'd need also the characters explaining the thing that's happening to them. Um, cause I originally glossed over it and like, it, this does a pretty good job of like foreshadowing what's about to happen anyways, where like the characters are like, like the, the, like the characters like talk to each other like they don't know each other and then suddenly they do know each other mm. and that's like obviously suspicious um like the classic like oh, we've never met before actually i've known you my entire life oh yeah right you're that guy i know um yeah. kind of dialogue it, it works effectively well and it doesn't really need the bit of also the characters going hey i remember this guy now that's weird right <clears throat> it's it- it it feels like some editor told him to like uh, we need to make it more obvious. Put some thought bubble in there. Yeah, it's it's not the biggest deal. It's just one of those things where it's like, uh, would have been cooler if they just like, uh, um, uh, if they were more confident. Yeah, yeah, more confident. Because I don't want to say they're not they're not like they're like underestimating the intelligence of the reader. Kind of like they like. I think any reader could have figured this out before the like thing, or just be pleasantly surprised, which also works yeah. too. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, uh, Rachel and uh, Franklin get into like a mind link, a sigh link. Um, <laughs> we get a kind of fun thing that's happening to Kitty that's kind of messed up. Where, like, every time she tries to, like, leave her room, she keeps ending up in her room again. Um, yeah, it, it's a good bit. She just walks through, and she even tries walking through the ceiling. And it's like, oh, no, that didn't work either. I couldn't no-clip my way out of this. Yeah, it's a cool bit, because it doesn't show what's happening to her, but you can figure it out. Where she's trying to leave, and then all of a sudden, she's just back where she started again. Um... Somebody's messing with her brain. Um, and she don't like that. Um, meanwhile, uh, Frankie boy is doing something nefarious that's causing a lot of swirls to happen. Yeah. Swirls and Kirby crackles, and that's never good. Yeah. We get a fucking... Uh, a fucking crazy-ass scene when, like, Frankie boy like does his full like mind connection with Rachel and it like shows him with the power cosmic and he's like an outline with the galaxy universe flowing through him. It's extremely Kirby shaped. Yeah, it's it, it looks cool. It's especially it's, when since it's the slow zoom in on his eye to yeah. see the like planets and stuff in his eye and then you see his weird, you know, Kirby outline in the the Kirby space. Yeah, it's great. Rachel's kind of just trapped in this kind of, like, mental projection of Frankie. He's saying Frankie, I don't know, it's funny. Um, <laughs> while he's slowly sucking all of the power out of her. Um, 
yeah, uh, Kurt and Megan come back. They go downstairs to see Kit- Kitty and are like, oh, wait. Oh, no, we can't get back up. Yeah. But yeah, also, like, you know, notices the discrepancies in their memory type shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Everybody gets on the same page. Yeah. I'm always a big fan of that. Instead of just, like, straight up breaking a ment- like a, a mental projection kind of thing, it's just the, like, wait a second, none of this adds up. And that's what breaks it is always, like, my favorite mm-hmm. way of doing it. Um, but they're like, we can't, we can't break Rachel out of this. Like, you're going to have to do something drastic, which requires them flying over to Moira Metagrid's least laboratory (laughs) for reasons I don't quite understand why they had to go there. Uh, Uh, I don't think they even go there. It's just mean, it's just a meanwhile. Okay. I was very confused. Yeah. They're just the way the, like. Uh, yeah, I guess I just got confused by the paneling because it like she was yeah. shocked and it looked like she was shocked to see them. But I now realize that looking at this, it's just a thing that's happening. I don't know. It, it's weird paneling. Shouldn't have done it like this because it's very confusing. It should yeah, have been on its own page, or it should have been paneling not page. quite as paneling generally good in this issue except for there. Yeah, but yeah, they all like doll themselves up to look like. Uh, alternate versions of themselves i guess well no they're they're to look like kitty's looking like kate uh, uh megan's looking like uh jean gray when she was the dark phoenix right that's it's i i i misspoke um yeah. i i think i think kurt just puts on a mustache yes yeah, just so he looks like he's old timey he looks extremely freddie mercury adjacent <laughs> He does. He clearly is the person who put the least effort into his costume. Yeah, but it's also like he's, he's he doesn't he doesn't need to do shit. True. He's not the important one here, but they're there to be like, hey, hey, remember Days of Future Past? Remember the Dark Phoenix? Yeah, remember all the dumb bullshit that happens in this <laughs> fucking comic book series. <laughs> there, there's 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 a guy who's connected to this. Yeah, I they, think you should remember him. They get they get her to snap out of it, and then Brian shows up, but he's not actually Brian. He's just disguise, like doing like a double disguise bluff just to fuck with them more. Yes, <clears throat> but no, it is Mastermind, <laughs> the dude who's just kind of evil and has mind powers. Yeah, he's he has mind powers and loves to use them for evil mm. reasons. Okay, he's extra evil, but also he's just kind of a loser. Yeah, he 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 he's he's like part of the Dark Phoenix stuff. Mm. He dresses like a fucking like he's fucking stuck out of time because like half the losers in the Hellfire Club dress like that. Um, <laughs> it was the style of the time. They've moved on to slightly different styles. Yeah. It's, but yeah, he's got a frilled shirt, and this looks like he escaped from a, some bodice ripper as the villain. Yeah. It's very funny, because he's basically like, ha-ha, I've already won. I have all the power. And he's just like, nah, actually. <laughs> None of that actually happened. No, actually, I am power. Yeah, and it just zoinks his brain. Um, She, like... She, like, traps him in a fucking prison of his own body uh, yeah. type psychic attack shit. And it gives him what he wants to be, one with the universe. 
Yeah. And they put him in, like, a deprivation prison chamber, I guess. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, they have to, like, calm her down from the... That she's not in the bad timeline anymore. Yeah. Um... She she has a has a breakdown over her dead friend. Um, see, and, and like, and then this panel is like where like I guess I got confused because like, more is just in the scene now with the rest of them. Yeah. Like, so like you can understand my confusion at least. Yeah, the the, the Moria thing really is just like well he's he's at Moria's place so we got to fit her in somehow but it's just very awkward. Yeah, it just sort of happens. Whatever, it's not that big of a deal. It's just, I was just very confused on her inclusion at all. But yeah, in general, it was, it was, it was fun. Slightly confusing at times. Yeah. I do enjoy that the, the way that he's been, he was able to masquerade his bride so well as just by being an absolute bastard and nobody yeah. noticed the difference. <laughs> it was like, oh no, Brian turned back to old Brian. Oh Christ! I like, like you could almost make that as like a, a, a like a halfway justification for him doing some bullshit in previous chapters. Like, well, we don't know if that mm-hmm. could have been masterminded the whole time when he was <laughs> fucking around with Courtney. Yeah, we don't know. Retcon uh, time. Yeah, I don't think that's what they're going for, but you could definitely <laughs> like make that case of like why he was being a bastard. Yeah. Um. Um, yeah, our qu- quality on this comic was a, like, uh, a lot more solid than the previous one. I don't know, there's just something about the, like, like, this one's a lot more just sort of generically Marvel yeah. house style, I guess. Yeah. Um, the, the last one was very uneven, but when it was good, it was really good. This yeah. one's just, it's just, it's Marvel. Yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely Marvel. Which, you know, has its high points when Mastermind mm-hmm. is in the cosmos. Uh, looks great. Uh, everything else yeah. is, like, inoffensively bad. Um, there's some parts that uh, they don't really know what to do with Rachel's flame hair and kind of makes it look way more like a like like the bad kind of mullet instead of the good kind of mullet that she has. But in general, her hair usually like, looks pretty good in this comic. They do a good mm-hmm. job with Rachel, which is good because she is, like, the primary actor in this uh, issue. Um, but yeah, good job, uh, mm. uh, Ron Lim and uh, fucking uh, Joe Rubenstein. You did, you did good jobs. Um, on to uh, we're doing one more, right? This, yeah, this one week? more. Okay, we uh, get to meet the nth man. The, whatever the fucking nth man is. And more importantly, we get to be, meet uh, uh, Bill Sinkevich. Yeah, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I. Uh, usually when I start uh, start a sentence with that kind of stuttering flair, it's usually to say something bad, but, like, I am taken aback by how good the inking is and, and like, art is in this fucking, um, uh, in this fucking comic. It's crazy. It's, it's so interesting to look at. There's so much, like, like nuance to the lines and shapes that are present within the characters it has this incredibly scratchy dry washed like art style that's insane it's just it's just so cool to look at 
Like, it's rare to get a comic book that's, like, really interesting to look at from uh, panel to panel. Because, you know, comic book art doesn't necessarily need to be the greatest because you're only yeah. looking at it for a fifth of a second most of the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, this one is... Also, we get to see my boy, my evil, evil boy, my evil son, who I am afraid of. <laughs> um... <laughs> It starts with Jamie Braddock uh, being a weirdo. I love yeah. that Jamie is just not changed, I guess. Yeah. He's still wearing the, like, loincloth and the rings in his hair and stuff for no reason. <laughs> Why change? It's all a dream, so it doesn't matter. Yes, it's it's great. Um, but, yeah, like, I could talk about the, the opening, like, like, um... Uh, like the opening uh, panel forever of just uh, Jamie uh, looking like a delirious king on his throne in his, in his study with the television um, and just how like crazy the line work is in comparison. Cause like, yeah, previous guy, Joe Rubenstein functional, good, but functional. This yeah. on the other hand, like elevates the work. It's crazy. Uh, listener, you know what we've said about Adam Davis' hair. This hair is at another level. Yeah. Of just scrungled. Oh, it's beautifully. So it's so scrungled. It's it's such an it's, it's such a like a great use of the kind of like the like hard black contrast and the hatching and everything to create form. Uh, it's cool. It it works. It's so great with uh, Jamie specifically. Like this art style lends itself so well to like Jamie's like wild men like uh, like touched uh, like uh, from another reality kind of aesthetic that he's got going on or he just looks so disheveled uh, and insane in every single panel that he's in oh, it's great I love it um, can't get enough of it uh, it's 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 so interesting it's so it's so nuanced I love it um but yeah, we got uh, Tom Orshowski. Oh, I can't say that name. Orshowski? Yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh... Or is it Showski? Uh, for letterer, we got Glynis yeah. Oliver on colorist again, Terry Kavanaugh as editor, and uh, Tom DeFalco as uh, supreme arbiter of the universe. And of course, Claremont and Alan Davis as creators. Um, but we got... Yeah, Barry Windsor Smith, I guess, doing pencils by, like, the omission of actual uh, credit. Uh, no, uh, uh, Bill Sienkiewicz is, is, when it's just the inker, it means they're, they're penciler and inker. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's well, crazy. now you know. Now, I learned something today. Um, yeah. I have no idea who Barry Windsor Smith is, then, in, the, in this uh, in this context, then. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just me guessing. Um, but yeah, what is this comic even about? I don't know because I don't know what the nth man is. All right. So, all right. There's this ninja there's called this... John Doe. Okay. Who is the nth man. And he's a super spy. Okay. 
and he had a he was in an orphanage and his 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 you know best friend in the orphanage is the dude who looks dresses up like Galactus. Is that that what's fucking going on? Like he's just a guy who dresses like Galactus. He also is the only person with the mutant powers, and he's doing like reality warping stuff. Specific, more specifically, his reality warping gets really worse because of this issue. Incredible. That's so confusing. But also, I think it only lasted like sixteen issues. That's so wild. Yeah. So the Nth Man is just a uh, a relic of the time it's in, I guess. It, it yeah. It's just here's we're doing a crossover with another comic that's current. Yeah. And because of that, because I have no context for it, it's a complete mystery to me. Yeah, yeah it, it's specifically set in, like, not the main line of Marvel, so because they didn't want a bunch of superheroes to ruin the ninja thing. Yeah, I guess that And makes the super sense. spy thing. Um, oh, man. I even want to talk about the, like, the, like, the, like, fucking lettering and the, like, text boxes for, like... God, yeah, the lettering is good in this. Oh, uh, it's so cool, because it's, like... Because he's, like, sitting there, like, like a like a disheveled man at a time. But also, like, the, the, like, boxes that are, like, describing the, like, the, like, narration are, like, falling behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's so fucking cool. Um, this, this issue is, like, st- like, kind of just, like crazy like it's it's really cool and interesting um in a way that like excalibur is weird but it's not weird in this way like it's not it's um like art like the art of it is rarely this weird um it's not going for yeah what it's (laughs) excalibur is a farce not not a not a uh, horror yeah and it's like uh, like like, I've been reading a lot of Doom Patrol, and, like, bits of this reminded me of, like, what reading the, the Doom Patrol stuff. Where it's like, this is a thing that could have happened there. That's cool. Um, yeah. uh, there's a weird bit that I love. Like, I, um, so, like, he's he's sitting in his study, watching the static of the television, petting his cat that used to be Vixen, who he turned into a cat or a dog. I forget what animal it's supposed to be. Uh, it's uh, a fox. A fox, I see. Um, it is, it is an animal drawn by an artist. Yes, Um, it is a medieval animal. Um, his, like, granny comes in, um, Mm. uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, he's he's like, oh, you always spoil me, Anna. Um, and, uh, I love the narration, a good, kind soul she was, one of the few things he missed when he left home. Didn't like coming back to discover she discover she had died. Nasty, vicious twist for a dream to take. So he fixed it and brought her back, just the way he remembered her best. And like the paneling also is crazy, like the like the mm-hmm. the actual thing where it's like there's like a hole it like where Emma should be in the space that just has the thing she's holding on to in her glasses, and then like there's like lines to create the negative space like emanating from her. Because again, like Jamie's whole thing is he sees like the lines of reality, right? Like yeah. he sees strings, th- like at like the string theory, and I guess like as her being being an empty space where the strings should be, essentially. It's cool. It's really cool. 
I'm going to gush about this one issue a lot because of the art so fucking cool. Good. <laughs> Why well, I was like, yeah, Billson Kevage. Glad cool we're getting shit. one of these. Yeah. Fucking um uh Nigel, Nigel Forbisher comes in to try and break the bad news that like uh Excalibur's returned. Oh no. Um and he just seems so disinterested. Yeah, just like sure, whatever. It's a dream. Things happen in dreams. I love it. Big league banker wannabe with ambitions, but the strings of his makeup, physical and spiritual, are nowhere near as complex as he believes. Which is it's is weird. It's it's Excalibur is getting weird, and I like it. Um, yeah. God, and nothing on what what the next page is going to be for weird. Oh yeah. Um, fucking. He's trying to get him to do anything about it, but he gets cross with Emma and, like, slaps her. Like, slaps the tea out of her hands. And that uh, rouses Jamie from his, like, it, like, it, like, like, makes him angry. So he, like, d- d- does, a, does a TF <laughs> Yeah, he just does a TF. Uh, he is a TF jerk. I, I fucking... I I was I was taken aback by that realization that there is fundamentally like a little difference between like a TF jerk character and Jamie Brown. Like he just is. Like there's very little difference between like Kofis and Jamie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> like that's Oh man, it's such a fucking insane realization. Um Uh for those that don't um know what the fuck i'm talking about uh a a transformation jerk is a like i guess it's like a self-created uh definition for like characters in transformation fetish content that literally exist just to make transformation stuff happen they usually are characters with godlike power or they they tend to be trickster gods a lot of the time like your your, like your Mm -hmm. loki's uh, they they exist as a catalyst to get the brawl, ball rolling or like it induce the thing that makes transformation happen. And sometimes they have godlike power or they are essentially narratively untouchable in some way or the other. Like they don't have to literally have power. They just have to be exempt from the plot that's happening to everybody else around mm-hmm. them. And that's just what Jamie is. Like the, the description I have always given for TFTF jerks also applies to Jamie Braddock. <laughs> and that's insane. <laughs> um... But I really, I also really love the way that like the like the patterns are like shown in this. Uh, uh, yeah, the, and, the, the strings are turned into like uh, like doodle patterns. Yeah, it's 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 these weird these they create these weird little string striation patterns and stuff. It's very scribbly. Um, Stuff and, you would doodle in your 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 textbook by like you know I'm gonna draw this but I can't take my pen up so it'll look cool. Yeah. Um. And he like grabs uh Nigel's uh, strings, uh, and like rearranges them into like, uh, to look like Vixen. Um. But also like Vixen in like a sex costume for some yeah. reason. <laughs> Vixen's ready to go out on the club. Yeah. Um, because it's like a whole thing of like, but I got like meetings in an hour. Well, too bad. <laughs> you gotta go there looking like that now. 
so I guess, at least for the time now, Nigel's been transformed into, like, an old woman in a sex costume. Yeah. Um... I I I don't know <laughs> what the fuck to even say about this comic sometimes. Uh, and and then, then he just turns on the telly. Oh, uh, that that it also looks really cool when he does that cuz he like yeah. snaps his fingers to turn the television on, but then the rest of the page ceases to exist. Like it just becomes negative space where there's like mm-hmm. television screen and that's it. Uh, which looks really cool. Meanwhile, in uh, London's failing uh, British film industry, um, I don't even really understand what the hell they're doing here. Yeah, they're it's it's just kind of there so the rest of, so that they can get teleported to a different film set. Man, fucking. Bill really makes uh, fucking Kurt look like an absolute fucking goblin. Like he's a oh yeah, he, he looks like a goblin ass goblin. It's great. It's it's really great. Um, uh, it's like a Rachel looks okay, but she's like a medium level Rachel. Yeah. Um, we get a bit where it's like okay, we gotta we gotta catch up Brigadier uh, Stewart up to everything that has happened so far, so we just gotta. Uh, telekinetically do the thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's the quickest way. Yeah. yeah and and the, the, the thing of the telekinetic is a great like collage of in, in, in pink. It's a thing, yeah, that we, it's a thing we haven't seen in a while, uh, which is the like the like uh, communicating telepathic images are done in pink uh like uh lining and on like a yellow background just to really like convey like this otherworldliness to them but like with this this fucking dry brush style it looks even because it has like almost like a newsprint quality to yeah. it it looks so crazy uh it's it's so yeah. fucking cool that's why i said collage yeah that's a, yeah that is a really good word for it um it's, it's a good it's a good way to paint the mind picture um but yeah because they gotta they gotta zoot this person who's from another 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 dimension yeah on earth currently in the midst of a non-nuclear world war three courtesy of a self-styled all-powerful all-compassionate super being named alfie omegan this is stuff for obviously from the nth men i guess yes it's so it's stuff that's we probably don't have to care about that much uh i certainly could not grasp any of it yeah you don't need to care. nobody needs to care about the nth man yeah Although I will say Alfie Omegan is a good name for your all-powerful uh, mutant. Yes, it's a good one. Um, um, oh, I didn't even think about, like, yeah, because, yeah, it's, it's Alpha Omega, right? The yeah. Doi. Um, we get fucking... Uh, fucking Kurtz in, like, a showman outfit that's amazing. Oh, yeah. We get some, we get some dancing. They give... He gives like, uh, like, um, in some of the panels, Kurt gets really, really curly hair in some of these, mm-hmm. like, like straight up Jerry curl style, like curly hair, which is cool. Um, uh, they do some dancing and oh no, it was spiral. 
Oh no, we were dancing up a ramp in this yeah. weird world. Oh no, it's spiral. Yeah, we're doing a spiral d- 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 dance thing. She does like a weird. I don't. I'm stuttering really bad because I don't know what the fuck spiral actually does. Instead of like does a dance thing and it like yeah, she's trying to take take her back to Mojo. Yeah, or or twisting her into new shapes. You can also. She is also a TF jerk. Oh man, I didn't know Spiral could do that. I thought like uh, I always assumed it was like a, like a, I don't know. I don't know what I was assuming. But well, I didn't. She has. Well, she does have the body shop. Yeah, that's a that was what I was thinking of. Was there was the, like I thought the body shop was more of a like a, do a science. Um, it, it's more do a magic, but it, it's a, it's the same uh, you know genre. Same principle, really. But yeah, they get zooted off out of reality and they're uh, replaced with uh, these two goobers that I don't know who they are, nor do I care about yeah. them. Yeah, it's John Doe and th- the other one. Some KGB woman. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, it just gets everyone to, from point A to point B. Yeah. Um, uh, I also gotta say, like, in terms of uh, Rachel's uh, bizarre uh, eye tattoos or face tattoos. I think these are my favorite ones so far because they're the most that actually convey like, like because they like look like like um, streaked wings on her face. Yeah, which actually I think works way better than the like the like Naruto lines that she gets a lot of the time mm-hmm. or the like uh, the, the, where they just do the thing where it just, it's just like a bunch of radial lines that are like. That'll like point into the center of her face. Don't look nearly as good as like the like streaked wings mm. thing. Uh, also, it really I just, will s- just shoot yeah. the way that they look, in my opinion. Yeah, these just look better. And also, I will say we get some more good lettering on this page. Oh with yeah. With the like when she's getting twisted up and they're getting swapped, the the lettering just goes wild. Yeah, it's it, you can it, it the, even the lettering looks like it's like phasing out of reality. Oh, that's great. Um. So they end up uh, in Wacky Doo Town, um, yeah. where they're on the the guy who just is just like Galactus is there, and like Jamie Braddock is on the television watching television, watching them watch him watch television. Um, as you do, as you do, as Jamie do. And now Nightcrawler has a katana. Yeah, and a machine gun. Yeah. Uh, and he's the coolest. <laughs> Fucking Brian and Megan get into a fight with these goobers. Oh, I only just noticed that he's like the like the shoes he's wearing are like are like yeah. nightcrawlers. <laughs> they have like the funny nightcrawler feet to them. Yeah, he's just like, what? What's up with these shoes? Why do they have two toes? And why is there a third toe in the back? Yeah, these things are wacky. Um, they go back to Washington, D.C., where they're having a fist fight with, uh, the, the not Galactus guy. Yeah. Yeah. Alfie. We get some good, we get some good action poses of Rachel punching this guy. Oh, yeah. Rachel's got some, uh, good punches. It's a good, like, it's a good telekinetic punch where she's, like, punching her with her, punching her with her Phoenix powers. So the, like, the, like, force of it has this, like, fire trail that's, like, zips off of Mm -hmm. it. 
and to show the size of this dude, they got the trail zipping between fingers. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Just fucking drops him. Um, and this dude's a total wimp who's not does not know how to deal with another person having superpowers. Yeah. Fucking. Fucking Jamie is just kind of egging them on. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out <laughs> Nightcrawler needs tail holes in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> Very un- uncomfortable otherwise. <laughs> but yeah, Jamie's just there on the TV, just constantly yelling at this dude. Yeah. Making fun of him. Yeah, uh, I, I do like the bit. I was like, "This nonsense to make my head my this is nonsense is making my head start hurt." Jamie responds, "Easy solution: blow your brains out." <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. It's it's great. Fucking I I don't know. Jamie is just so fucking cartoonish that he's great. He just makes such a good villain. I I love seeing him fuck around. Um. Fucking yeah, because I didn't understand anything about this character. So like, when a guy dressed like Galactus was going, no more nice, Mister Nice Guy. This is my turf. I was very fucking confused. It's okay. I I looked up the stuff, and I'm still confused of why the hell he's dressed like Galactus. Yeah, it's it's very confusing. Very very fucking confusing. They... Anyway, back to the uh, the the film set. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking Brian and and Megan getting in more of a fight with these goobers. Yeah. These these two super spies. And the super spies are, you know, like, we're going to blow you up. And it's like, we here have a bomb that we put on this this plane, this helicopter to make it explode as a prop for Nom the movie. Yeah, I do like Nom the movie. And they're just like, yeah, we've we've got hit by explosions before, dudes. Fucking, they cut back to, uh, um, uh, Rachel just actually fucking ruining this guy. Like, he is on the ground, like, with his arm twisted behind his back. Like, he is fucking clowned on so hard. It's great. I love that kind of cut back. Like, oh, no, Mr. Nice Guy cuts back, easily beaten. Easily yes. has his head kicked in. Yeah, just like no point, Mister Nice Guy. I'm sorry, I am power. Yeah, I it, it rare another rare moment of Rachel actually getting to do shit. And um, while Rachel's single handedly taking out the most powerful person in this universe, uh, Nightcrawler has time to be like, "Okay, how do I solve this issue? How do I get us back? Yeah, what if I teleport into the TV?" Yeah, fucking... Jamie's treating this all like it's TV, basically. Like, it's talking in very, like... Uh, this this is all for drama kind of terms. Yeah. He, he's just your average person yelling at the TV when they're watching a show. Yeah. I love that part of his power set is including just being able to read the script. Because, mm-hmm. like... Like, when, like... He's trying to get the, the, the remote away from him. 
Um, which is a funny bit of like Jamie like trying to reach onto the television that he's inside of to get yes. the remote. And uh it's like quit bouncing around. I know the drill after a teleport, you're supposed to be weak as a corpse. Like, how does he even know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's he's when when has he ever met Nightcrawler? Yeah. They didn't even yeah, because even in the even in the um in the speed racer dimension, um where he's playing with them like they're dolls, he like. I don't think they had. They never talked to each other because he's uh, he's spending all of his time trying to fix the train, and or mm-hmm. uh, kissing the dirty pair. So yeah, yeah, he literally does not have a single conversation with them. But yeah, he just has the power to read the script, I guess. Yeah. Which is great. We're getting we're getting all meta with it, which is my favorite thing that happens in comic books. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Nightcrawler tricks him into hitting the rewind button. Yeah, which makes him fucking disappear. Also, it's this very old school remote, just so everybody knows. Yeah. Full on just a solid rectangle with sharp edges. But yeah, we get we get Nightcrawler just like desperately thinking through what he should do mm-hmm. and yeah. he's like okay i gotta hit the button i need to what if i just try the other direction i'm not sure what it's gonna do but fuck it yeah he just hits the fast forward button to try and guess i just get just get through this because like yeah because rachel's just not listening has gone like full tilt and is Basically just kind of try and kill this man. Yeah. Because he is now on the ground sobbing in pain. Despite being like a million feet tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you hit fast forward, oh yeah, she just she just kills everything. She does not stop. So the, the right answer is... Well, I guess I canceled the universe. Yeah. And so, of course, that means it gets canceled all the way back to the start. Yeah, this whole thing never happened, basically. Yep. It's just back to when uh, Kurt and uh, and and Rachel were dancing. Mm-hmm. And also we see Nam, the movie guy, trying to film them without permission. So, uh, oops, it looks like your stuff got unplugged. It looks like your camera's broken. But hey, speaking of uh, the meta. what? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me put up my Inth Man uh, uh, thing and get out my Excalibur comic book. <laughs> yeah, fucking, <laughs> fucking... Fucking Jamie just fucking pulls out the Excalibur comic book. <laughs> oh, fucking Christ. Yeah. This was a confusing one, but man, was, was the art good. It was a very confusing one because I don't know much about the Nth Men, and obviously neither of us do, so it's extra confusing. Yeah. Um, But it does get... It, get, it gets pretty wacky by the end of it. Uh... Which is fun. Um, I don't know. There's like an attempt to try and make any of this like make sense narratively, but it feels like it kind of like falls a bit short. 
like try to give like a like a moral or like a, a message that the, the characters are trying to like mm-hmm. have about it but um we get like a sort of like ominous bit at the end um uh where jamie like disassembles or like he, th- he throws away the strings of the Enthman comic and is like has a uh has a uh excalibur comic where he has all of the like excalibur as his puppets on little strings uh um yeah it's i don't know i'm excited to see where this goes because like fucking jamie's so weird yeah, it'll it'll be a bit. Yeah, of course. We we have how many more issues to get through? There's um, we got to get to twenty five. Yeah. So yeah, and we got to get to forty two for Alan Davis to come back. Yippee! Yeah, uh, I don't know. This is one of those ones where I I implore people to kind of like read it for themselves just to get the sense of the art. But I do feel like this one just kind of gets very confusing because I. To, you know it's it's the comics at its worst where it's like you know read this whole other comic book you hadn't been reading up to this point to mm. understand who these characters are and it's not like it's um like a uh like a like a justice league or some shit where you can kind of get the sense that like okay i don't read these characters but these characters are broad enough and also like they're in the zeitgeist enough that I probably know who Flash is, even if I don't read a Flash comics. But this is an absolute fucking mystery. Yeah. And they give you nothing. They they don't even try and help you. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, but really good, uh, art-wise. Yeah. And uh, all the Jamie stuff is cool. Always, always happy to see Jamie do more things. He's, he's the evilest. All right, so... Uh... This is gonna be this is gonna be a hard one for for favorites. Yeah, it might. Okay, I still probably want to say Megan, because like I don't know, Megan being able to kill the Earth to kill Galactus mm-hmm. is an insane thing to find out is something that she's capable of doing. Yeah, like like limiters off. Megan is the strongest member of not only Excalibur but one of the strongest characters in the Marvel universe. <laughs> um, pound for pound, and that's crazy. But Rachel also yeah. does get to get a lot of really cool shots in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like getting to touch on more of her backstory, um, in a way that doesn't feel terribly contrived. Yeah. Um. Rachel gets the most growth. Megan gets the best singular moment. Yeah. Um, I feel like Fashion Watch has to go to Kurt in his fancy lad outfit that he gets in this one comic. Um, True. It's pretty clean. Um, but since people just don't really get like a lot of weird outfits um, uh, lately. Yeah, yeah Ra- Rachel's like the, the, the second and she just gets a, 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 a nice black dress. Yeah. Um, nobody's uh, gone to Barsoon yet <laughs> again yeah yeah so I don't get any of the wacky outfits but yeah I don't know I think that was I don't know good. what what about Vixen uh yeah I guess I'll give my fashion watch to to Nigel Forbisher as Vixen <laughs> in a uh uh in a sex outfit 
Um, Granny's going to the club outfit. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think that, that leads us into like, let's talk about what we're doing next. All right. Next week, we are doing 28, 29, and 30. Oh boy, another three for. Yep. Uh, is and this going to be another series of, of uh, disconnected storylines that just sort of happen? I regret to inform you, yes. Are we entering the slog? Yes. Oh no. Well. Uh, also, I, I'm going to have to tell you about the power pack. Oh no. <laughs> I'm going to have to learn about the power pack. Those are a set of goobers that I was previously told I didn't have to care about. <laughs> Well, now you're going to have to care about them. All right. So that's your homework for next week, folks. Yep. Um, otherwise, though, I think we're done. So same X time, same X channel. Bye. X you later. When we go